0: Live from the crystal mat, I am Aaron Drake Lee, and this is Rituals, Remedies, and Alchemy. Open-hearted conversations with friends, practitioners, teachers, chosen family, guides, and others, where we're generously digging into the messiness of our humanity while highlighting our grounding, healing, and thriving practices. Rituals, Remedies, and Alchemy, also known as RRA, does not fit into a single box. It is an ever-expanding exploration and shifts with every conversation. Episodes will be as unique as the guests themselves. Raw, open, hilarious, educational, inspirational, and deep. We are non-conforming and we don't expect our guests or our listeners to be either. Let's get weird. Today, we have the fun times of having one of my new pals on to the show, Zach Cameron. Uh, Welcome, sir.
1: Hey, hey. Thanks for having me.
0: Very cool. I will take the opportunity to ground us all in so that we can get acclimated, get landed, and feeling A little bit more safe and open and easy breezy all right i like to close my eyes um it's a bit of a call and response and um it's a way for us to mirror the energy back and forth and allow each of our bodies to interplay and ground so can you feel your feet on the floor Feeling the breath move your belly up and down. Are there any sensations happening within your system that you can identify and just observe? seat or your feet if you're standing permission to hold your body so that you can release along that same vein attempt to notice somewhere in your body where you are clenching and tell yourself that it's okay to let go another belly breath in dropping your shoulders as you let out and come on back All right. Always feels nice. Okay. So hello, sir. Sorry. Hey. I <clears throat> and start yelling. That's not yeah. really <laughs> the move, but that's what I did. I got excited. Um, okay. So we are here in sunny Los Angeles, where you are from. This is exciting for me because I am finally 12 years later starting to meet people here that feel aligned. So this is exciting new times. I um, uh, am, well, let's not get carried away. I'm not gonna retire all the way my commentary about my experience to date. However, I am leaving a room for new perspectives to appear and share their delight in this place um with us so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh yeah tell us about yourself and tell us something that you are excited about today
1: yeah um so a little bit about myself so um i uh, identify as a healing artist and mm-hmm. um i started at 21 years old I was told by an instructor that I was called to heal and that whatever brought me to massage therapy school was not why I was there, but I had a bigger purpose and that I would soon figure that out. But it was definitely to lay my hands on people and to heal. And so that was my first modality and intro into the healing world, which led to like kundalini mm-hmm. yoga um, and a few other modalities like sound therapy and cupping and another uh you know, modalities that I use. Um, And kind of doing that at such a young age where, like, I'm growing up to adulthood, it Mm -hmm. really shaped me. So I feel like when someone says, like, tell me about yourself, I can't help but to, like, tell about my work because, like, my work is really, like, Mm -hmm. who I am. And Mm -hmm. um, I was really raised to be this, like, this like server and this, this healer to others. And, um, so yeah, so I'm 33 now and, um, you spoke about 12 years being in LA. So I've got 12 years, um, in my practice. So that's Mm -hmm. cool. Shout out to that, which is also a three, which is my favorite number. (laughs) Um, Alignments have begun always. And, um, and yeah, so um, I grew up in L.A. I actually was born in Massachusetts and uh, raised there until I was eight, came out here um, where my mother and my sister are both from. And uh, so so I feel like I have that East Coast, West Coast balance, even though I came out here really young. Um, I feel like eight years old is an is a age where you're very conscious of your youth, but then you also are so close to having just being born. So mm-hmm. I have, like, early childhood memories of, like, three years old, and I mm-hmm. remember where I lived in Massachusetts. I remember getting lost at my sister's graduation and and knowing to, like, go, like, to the car um, instead of, like, going home, which was across the street, um, mm. but, like, you know, they're not necessarily going to look for me over there. I should wait at the car because if they go anywhere, they got to go to the car, Um mm-hmm. And it's just wild the the amount of memories that I still have from like my, my youth in Massachusetts. Um and then my father's side of the family still being on that side, I tend to go back home um often and keep that that road um really, really clear. And um and so as much of an LA native as I identify, I still gotta hold it down from my East Coast roots.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I see what you're doing here i see what's happening okay i accept how what is that like at 21 years old to have someone tell you that you have a much bigger role to play than where you currently believe you are is that something you were Well, I'll let you, but like, is it something that you kind of had inklings of and that was a confirmation or was that a a pulling off of the seal and then you had to start an investigation from there?
1: Yeah. So, um, a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. It, it was a confirmation, but it, it, it was also the turning point as well. So, it was a confirmation in the fact that when my sister told me I was thinking about going, or she was thinking about going to massage therapy school, my response mm-hmm. to that was literally, I feel like I always had the hands for that. And uh-huh. so I had this curiosity. I would see like the commercials on TV, like massage therapy. And I was just like, yo, I would like to study massage therapy, but do I want to spend uh-huh. the money to do it? Because to me, When I entered massage therapy school, it was literally to just be a notch on my belt. I had, Uh like, music and film background, and that's what I thought I wanted to do. But then I kind of stopped wanting to at times, and I started realizing maybe that's not what I want to do if I'm starting to avoid it in certain areas, and, like, people want to go to the studio. And I'm like, I don't really want to sing today, you know, and things like that. So I, when massage therapy came, it was one of the first things that I had stuck with and followed through from start to finish and still had enjoyment. So Mm -hmm. when I was told this, it was right before um, my clinical studies where I'm actually laying my hands on people. So I took Mm -hmm. the information and I sat with it and I appreciated it because I knew that the meditation that I went on, um, that led to the conversation that my instructor sat me down with, I knew Mm -hmm. it was real and it was really powerful and, and, so I know I didn't speak to that, but that's a whole nother story we can either get into or not. But um, so once I started laying my hands on people and being in school, you have to get the feedback form. So I'm starting to read the feedback of like how people are coming to me with problems I didn't know that they had and they're no longer there or how people say like my hands are like target finders and I just know exactly where to go on their body. Mm-hmm. And so this feedback started happening. I started going like, damn, like maybe maybe I really am supposed to do this and so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just I just I just did and then my meditation practice is really strong and and instant like I wasn't raised really doing these practices and I have friends that made fun of me that like I did yoga it's like oh that's white people shit and it was like you know what I mean like that mm-hmm. just that stigma and 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 so like I was like the new booty to it. I I didn't know I had never really meditated before, and and so, you know, I'm like clearing my mind and seeing like colors as we're meditating on chakras, and can just like thinking like you know when you close when you look at a, a at a light and then you close your eyes you can still mm-hmm. see that light. That's why how yeah. I identified it to it, until that color started changing. So I asked like mm-hmm. you know what's what's happening here, um, so. Yeah, did that answer your question?
0: It does answer the question. Okay, so so you are experiencing okay, so you're intuitively healing but without even really being aware fully of of the fact that it's happening. You're just doing it. You're just following where you're pulled to. You are doing your your moves and then you're learning after the fact that you are healing things that folks had not mentioned in session or before the session took place. How have you been able to like integrate now? Do you have a different cognizance of the knowing now when you're in there doing it or is it still very kind of not flying blind obviously because the body is telling you what to do and where to go but are you mentally aware in a different way now or is it still very quiet and within?
1: Um, I'm absolutely very, 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 very aware now. And now I can, Mm -hmm. I, especially in terms of how things feel in the body, in terms of touch, like I know what proper muscle feels like and what, what, what like damage or hurt feels like too. So then I know how Mm -hmm. to address certain body, uh, you know, issues, um, just based off Mm -hmm. of how things feel, which is always going to lead to like, oh yeah, that's the perfect spot. Like that's exactly where I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I needed or whatever, Um, but I've strengthened my practices and this whole ideal or ideology of, of like listening to the body came to Mm -hmm. me. And so I approach massage different than I find that most therapists that I come in contact do. Um, we Mm -hmm. tend to like do for people like, Oh, like Oh, your your shoulder's hurting you. Okay, I'm going to do this. Or like, oh, this is a huge, mm-hmm. now I'm going to put this elbow. Like I choose what to do. And, and it's the body of the other and their breath that should be dictating what I do. So I try to really just like make contact and then mm-hmm. blow freely. But I get these downloads as I'm working on you. Like when I, we connect through the breath, like I do everything from your breath. If you don't breathe, I don't move. And so I let your breath guide the pace. Mm -hmm. And so in doing that, we actually connect. And it's like this this breath connection, meditative, and we're breathing at the same time. I'm literally like touching your body. And so I start hearing things. And like I've been told Mm -hmm. to like tell a client like something really random. And they're just like, yo, you have no idea how much I needed to hear that. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm just... I'm just doing so like it's a level of still kind of not like you said it's like it's not blind but it's like mm-hmm. it's it's so free that I, I I move however I'm supposed to and I mm-hmm. I try to detach myself from my like human self and just move from spirit mm-hmm. and breath
0: like a vessel like a channel 100%
1: mm-hmm.
0: this is very cool Body, I mean, the fact that, like, is it 80% of our interactions are body language? And we're out here overthinking everything all the time. It's some absurdly high percentage of our experiences is actually communication through body language and energy. It might even be higher than 80%, but I'm sure, I think it's somewhere around 80%. This excites me a lot because I find obviously healing is supremely important uh, thing for me. And it is something that is very motivating and um, something that I hope a lot of people, a lot more people start to embrace more seriously because um, all of us are carrying information and experiences within our systems that we um, that has a lot to to give us in this lifetime in this human experience Um, and so to allow room for that communication to happen between you and the folks you're working on to be able to tap into that direct channel and that link is very special and insanely healing um, because our bodies will reveal when and where it is if um, if you allow for it. Uh, So, okay, I want to hear, I want to hear a little bit more about um, the story between you and your teacher, because I think it's really, you're very lucky that you found this so early, and it's a really cool thing to be, to be able to Um, identify your gifts so early and then have so much time to like practice and then start mastering them. And it's a really interesting thing to be so young but have so much wisdom or so numerically young but have your wisdom um, supported and uh, reinforced in that way. So, like, I want to hear a little bit, because it's, you know, and you don't always, the message doesn't always click when folks are sharing certain things like this with you. So, if you want to share a little bit more about that experience, I think it would be really cool to hear.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so, at this particular um, time in, in my schooling, I was, like, winding down towards the very end. And I wanted to have all my hands-on classes done So that way, by the time I was in my clinical studies, I had more tools, you know, some people started Mm -hmm. their clinical and they had only finished like deep tissue and Swedish, but they hadn't finished Shiatsu or like the Jade Stones or, you know, Thai and and some of these other modalities that I found that once I had all of them, I was really able to create my own style using all of them Mm -hmm. in one session for whatever the body needs. So... Mm -hmm. I had just finished Shiatsu and I was supposed to, um, I was kind of like getting to a place where like I wasn't going to finish school on time if like, to the the time period that like I kind of gave myself, Mm -hmm. if I hadn't doubled up on a class. And so I ended up taking my Shiatsu class in the daytime and my Jade Stone therapy class at night. And very quickly I realized this is way too much for me to do. I can't do it. So before it was too late, I dropped my Jade Stone class, focused on Shiatsu. And then when I finished Shiatsu, I picked up my Jade Stone class. And then I just had the mentality that like I'm going to grind and I'm going to train myself to uh, to be ready, like spa ready. And as a therapist, spa ready means like I can do like four, five, six. My max was eight massages in a day. So in school, I was training myself by doing five massages a day, five days a week. But that also gave me a pace to get back on track to finishing uh, school on time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, so I dropped my class um, and there ended up being three people in the Jade Stone class when I took it because now the tracks of students is just completely off. And um, so it was me, my sister, and my like at school like best bro. Like we got really close. We. We called each other like Ken and Ryu because we were like really similar styles, yeah. <laughs> but like different approaches. Like he uh-huh. was kind of the book smart guy; I was the really just natural talent. Like this, it just comes to me. I just do it, and um, mm-hmm. and so we became close. So then we had this class together. We're sitting in the class. Um, after every class, we would do some uh, some. Uh, he, so our Jade Stone class, he was also the the uh, Thai teacher. And so uh-huh. there was an extension program that dove deeper into, the, into Thai, and he was the one who taught it. And so it was like another $8,000 to do it. I decided not to take it. And so he would teach us different stretches if we finished on, like, early. And so mm-hmm. we did, like, our yoga and our Thai stretches, and then we would finish with a meditation. So this was literally, like, my first time consciously – going to meditate because I, I'm like, I'm going to go meditate. And so right. <clears throat> he has us laying down. He's doing this guided meditation for us. And he tells us to put our, our, our hands on our lower abdomen and visualize our root chakra. And so mm-hmm. I'm into like, you know, uh, the avatar and like, you know, some like Chinese and Japanese and like, like, you know, Kung Fu so where you get these little glimpses of chakras and energies and mm-hmm. gurus mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. yoga, you know what I mean? And, and enlightenment, mm-hmm. little pieces. And, you know, as a kid, you don't really know how much of this is just the, like TV or they're actually like, this is like true like teachings. And right. so that was really as much detail that I had with like the chakras and, and that whole world. So I didn't know the colors as much as I seen when you see the visual, it's a color. But like I didn't
2: mm-hmm.
1: relate that to a meaning, and so um, I'm sitting there. I, I'm 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 I, I'm just like you know my thoughts are racing. I'm breathing, and then I shut my thoughts off, and then I'm just breathing, and then like as I'm just be- breathing and I'm just breathing, and my thoughts go away. Then this like black like infinite space comes into like my third eye point. And then I mm-hmm. see these like, like the grids and like, you know, like sacred geometry. And mm-hmm. so I'm just, I'm just being with this. So he t- he's then gets to the guided part of the, uh, the chakras. It, the, it goes real black again and then real bold, like ball of light of like dark red. And then it turns to like bright fire And then that bright fire kind of then turned to orange. And then he's like, you know, now to our sacral chakra and solar plexus. Mm -hmm. And then as we would continue up, these colors would change, but they would like Mm -hmm. change drastically. Like it would be bold and then it would fade just into the next spectrum of color. And so, Mm -hmm. like I said earlier, I, I really just was like, I could still see the lights from the ceiling in, in the classroom. And it just, that wasn't the case. It's this like gross yellow, like, you know, those like industrial, like lights, like,
2: right? The you know what I mean? Like the yeah. fluorescent.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Like, and so at some point I knew it wasn't that, but I didn't really speak to it and I didn't really know how to speak to it. So my mans, when we finished, she goes, yo, am I supposed to see color? And I was like, oh, yeah, I wasn't going to say nothing because I didn't know to. And then I explained Mm -hmm. the whole light thing. And I was like, but I saw colors, too. So he made us individually explain our entire meditation and what we saw before he Mm -hmm. told us anything about the power of what we did. And Mm -hmm. we're two 21-year-old kids, two of the only, like, maybe six black people that were in the school at the time. At all, and then no one as young as us, and mm-hmm. he sat us down and was just like, "Yo, like this is powerful. Like you guys don't do this meditation, and like the the a goal of of meditation is to be able to silence your mind, and not to say that that's you have to be silent to have a successful meditation. Some of my most mm-hmm. like lucrative business ideas have come to me." while i was meditating i was like oh that's a good thought you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and then there's thoughts that you got to move away because they're toxic and you can't believe them so Mm -hmm. but to be able to shut it all off is powerful and so to be so young so ignorant to the practice he knew that we were cut from a different cloth and he told me specifically after um there was one day we were doing this um so there was like, that was his like intro to like, you guys are kind of special. And then now we're, mm. we're like spending this time together and I got, I'm really creative. I'm also like an athlete, so I get competitive and we're like learning different techniques with the hot and the cold therapy. And we're studying like water and the effects of water and healing on the body and mm-hmm. hot, cold, uh, hot treatments. And they call it less heat is really just cold treatments and how you can, you know, create really quality healing practices with these temperatures and these uh, jade stones, which is different than just like these rocks and these hot stones, because now you have the properties mm-hmm. of this jade stone. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using hot and cold at the same time, going up and down the spine, playing with like the nervous system. I'm putting like interchanging like hot, cold stones in between like your toes um, and like practicing on my instructor. And he's just like, mind blown. Like one, I've never seen anybody play with the stones the way that you are. And Mm -hmm. your creativity, but also your touch, your attention to detail naturally. Like I had, my first business was called The Perfect Touch. And I just felt like there's, Mm -hmm. at some point, there's the perfect pressure for every single person. Some people, it's hardly none. Mm -hmm. Some people, it's so much. And, but like, there's this perfect little thing where like nobody can complain it's just like oh yeah maybe I could do a little less maybe I could do a little more but like it feels so good I don't need anything so he Mm -hmm. picked up on all these things and he sat me down um one day right after class I was I was about to leave and he was he just literally said I don't know what made you come to massage therapy school but for whatever reason you came here is not the reason why you're here this is for Mm -hmm. sure a higher calling for you and um you're obligated to the world to heal now that you know that you're a healer. And Mm -hmm. I, like I said, that was literally the turning point where I just was like, I heard him, I was just like, huh. I kinda just like, you know, thought that I would just tell people I'm a massage therapist, you know, flirt, (laughs) I'm 21. So I'm like, you know, maybe like, what's up? Like I can rub your back. Like I was, had only given like girlfriends (laughs) massages before, you know, like I had never actually had a professional massage. I had no idea the, Mm. uh, the range of spectrum that a massage therapist can actually make. Um, Mm -hmm. and I just learned all these things as I went. And like I said, it was the first thing that I hadn't given up on because I was just tired of doing it. Um, so I knew there was something special about it. And then I landed my like first spa gig. Literally, I went to interview and there was a friend from school. And instead of filling out an application, he, he sent me in for the next client. And he said, mm-hmm. if you can get a $20 or more tip, and they rebook, you got the job. Okay. And I was like, oh, that's, I mean, that's, that's easy. Yeah. So I go in there. <laughs> Not only did I get more than a $20 tip, and they rebooked, but they also upgraded their session from an hour to a 90 minute. Oh. And so, so should, yeah. it just was more like, okay, this is this is what you do. And then... Yeah. Through the years, I've really like learned how to um, slow down, make contact to every person, and
2: mm-hmm. now
1: I don't. I don't miss. Before I would, you know, every now and then there there'd be a client that was just like, oh, like you know, if you that was a little deep for me, or like you know, I would kind of prefer like a little more like the Swedish world. And in the spa, I was the leads the lead therapist. So if somebody didn't like their massage, I was the one to fix it. But there was one lady that came in who she was with me. And she was also European. And I find that um, European women like the European massage, which is the Swedish style. So it's very light. Mm-hmm. It's effleurage. It's sensual. And I, the healer, feel where your problems are in your back and I want to fix them. And sometimes that takes a little bit more than just me, you know, just rubbing oil on you really fancy. And mm-hmm. about 40 minutes into the massage, she asked me if I could do more of this than that. And, um, it just was kind of too late. I'm like, just like, yo, but you're, you're kind of done. So, um, so then I ended up having to like give her another massage later and and she, she loved it. But, um, you know, every now and then it takes always, it takes trust and connection Mm -hmm. for us to have a good session. And so, um, now through these years, I've just found ways to perfect it to where, no matter who you are, we can connect as long as you allow it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And how do you create that
0: container?
1: Um, I found that, um, that quality conversations before a massage, um, Mm -hmm. are really, really key. So a little bit more than just my like accidents or injuries, any allergies or, you know, any, like what's going on with your body. It's like, just sit and talk. And so some, I, I realized that, um, by having, like, friend sessions and, like, smoking Mm -hmm. a joint with a client because they're, like, more than a client, you know? And, like, we're hanging out. Mm -hmm. But then we start talking, and then it's, like, now I'm starting to hear, like, what actually is going on in your body but why. And so finding out more about what you do for work and how your work week's been and why, and, you know, or family things and why you would store a certain pain Uh, for all these different therapeutic reasons. And I'm tapping more into the therapist side of my title than just the massage. Mm -hmm. So by the time Mm -hmm. we're on the table, we've already established trust. So you believe that I could have a benefit on your body. And so then now I just need to keep my ego contained and, and under wraps to where I'm not the one doing it. I'm doing what your body needs through your breath. So let's connect. So I never just start a massage, I literally just lay my hands down. And then mm-hmm. we take a breath together, we match that breath, and then we go from there. So because of that connection, it, it doesn't miss.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you, um, I mean, it's not an easy thing to get one's ego into check, That is takes process, practice, time, patience. How do you manage that part?
1: Um this one's a fun one. Um <laughs> I did acid one time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And uh it took me on this really really deep spiritual meditation for about 8 hours. <clears throat> and I just truly like connected to the god within and I saw myself in my purest, I saw my darkest and and, and deepest shadows. And I mm-hmm. came to terms that, like, this is not who I am. I am unconditional love. And some of these actions and some of these things that I have done are less than that, but that's not who I am. And so mm-hmm. after back and forth and, like, the the surrender to, like, love and just being outweighed my human self. And I came to a term mm-hmm. of, like, you know, we're everything, but, and we are nothing. And so if I can, just like, surrender to my nothingness and, and, and release my earthly possessions and, and really come down to spirit and love, like, on a really deep, like, astral-traveled level, mm-hmm. my ego doesn't actually exist. It's not really a thing. And so mm-hmm. I gave what they call uh, death to my ego. Mm-hmm. And not to say like it's just always dead, like sometimes it zombies up, and like you know tries to stay relevant, <laughs> really?
2: hey, hey, you know ahead. what I
1: mean, I was just like, oh, like no, so like, um, you know, really being like genuinely humble, um mm-hmm. will always kind of check your ego, and then that whole journey of that meditation I had um just really so you know it then it got easier at first, you know, there was a lot of things that I had to shed to get to that point of, like, clear, fresh, like, okay, clean slate, you know? Mm -hmm. And then it's just, like, always living in truth. Like, when I hear that voice in my head that's like, don't do that. Like, I'm at the grocery store, I'm buying all my groceries, and then I realize I got a 12-pack of Topo Chico at the bottom cart, and the lady didn't see it. And I could totally just walk out and not pay for this Topo Chico and look at it as, like, well. Save 12 bucks on, on my groceries. <laughs> or now that I'm thinking of it, maybe it's an opportunity to give like life that universal like message that like I'm not trying to get over on anybody. And mm-hmm. so now that this has been brought to my awareness, I should take care of it as I'm being told to.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's to do the right thing. And so... Yeah, nobody's gonna get hurt if I, you know, came up on twelve dollars of bubble water. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um <laughs> but the fact that it brought it came into my consciousness to make a decision, mm-hmm. I now have to make the decision that sits right in my heart. And in my heart I'm being told that like if this would have been a come up, I would have just got to my car and been like, Oh shit, I just can't free mm-hmm. okay, cool, free water. Um, but instead I had an opportunity to take care of it and I should. And so it's making all all my decisions like that, that if I hear a voice, if I know I need to be doing left instead of right or right instead of left, that I make those right turns accordingly. And then I, it sits well in my spirit. And so mm-hmm. I, yeah. You got to
0: stay light.
1: You got to stay light. It, and and so right. then then you make the decisions and you don't do it, you get the beautiful lesson of that guilt feeling or that Mm, like whatever it's it that darkness and it starts to and so then it just becomes a choice to keep it 100 with yourself and mm-hmm. move from truth always and then it gets easier a, a little by little you know
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is this something that was modeled and taught to you or it's something that just came to you through your just life experiences
1: um yeah, it definitely is. I mean, unconditional love is definitely like my mother. Um, mm-hmm. We, like, I was raised with true unconditional love. And, like, I was told I was loved. I was always also told to always be truthful and things like that. But it's like we live in a world where it's like we, we also know when to lie for things, too. So it became mm-hmm. this, like, fine line. And then it just became the ideolo- the ideology of, like, Lying is is a fear base, and if I'm mm-hmm. to be grounded in my root, that's trust, and so I need to trust that my truth is always going to be what I needed it to be, and so I don't have mm-hmm. to fear how you're going to react to my truth, and so I feel like it it was definitely my upbringing, but then also like my spirituality practice coming into play. But um, I blame the unconditional love for sure on my mom.
0: Mm. It's very lucky to have had that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Taught
0: and then modeled and reinforced and felt. Um, I want to bring the sound into it. Because as someone you spent time in the studio, you spent time around music. And the vibrations that are felt through the sound healing Um, in the communication that that has with the physical body how does the sound and I know sound healing has gotten quite popular lately but how is the sound what is what is the communication happening between the sound and the body that is creating such an opportunity for shift
1: yeah Um, I love how many things come back to my jade stone course um, in my mm-hmm. Jade Stone course, we were we had to do this study on water. And we did a few different studies on water, how hot and cold can affect the body and how you can use it as a deep tissue-like treatment by fluctuating hot and cold, a variation of times. Um, and then we studied uh, Dr. Emoto's uh, secret of water. And this mm-hmm. was a study that this Japanese uh, doctor did on testing the molecules of water and the life of water. And so, you know, we talk about the kongan water and why it's so important because it's it's life mm-hmm. water. There's, there's actually antioxidants. You can see the life. You can see the bubbles in this water because it, it has life. Mm-hmm. We are mm-hmm. so much water. And, like, the majority of us is water. So... The idea of mm-hmm. the study is you take the water, you test the molecule, you see okay this is life water cool. Now I'm going to put love on this bottle of water and send the frequency of love which is one of the potent the most potent uh frequencies and 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 energies that can't actually be destroyed by less than. And so mm-hmm. um then they do the opposite, and so now you're looking at the at the uh, the the molecule of this water under a microscope, and what it looks like to begin, and then what it looks like once you add some positive energy and frequency to it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The positive frequency shifted this molecule of water to look like this beautiful snowflake,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that was from love and um, gratitude, which they say gratitude mm-hmm. is like higher frequency than, than love even is because of how love has its opposite, like, you know, and, and other things, um, that, that, gratitude
0: um, does not have an opposite.
1: It has an app, an, an opposite. And, but it, it's like, I, I, I gotta read it. I, I read somewhere this really like interesting, like, thing. what did it say? It said something like, like gratitude I can I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't want to botch okay. it. Okay. Um, but okay. I'll I'll get it to you in real life. For another and, time and, we'll and find we'll, it. For, yeah. sure, for sure. We'll but, discuss. But um
0: Uh-huh.
1: So <clears throat> So they take this this these these things gratitude, love and you see these beautiful snowflakes then they take like hate and put that on the on the water and the Molecule looked like chaos, like it started separating, mm-hmm. and and like it mm-hmm. looked like, um you know, when you crack open your ice thing and the, the ice thing, it, it it the cube, it it, it cracks and like, like shatters, shatters, but it but it doesn't mm-hmm. come apart. It's still whole. Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like. It just had those shatters and those mm-hmm. crease, those lines. And how um, are they putting
0: the frequency on it? <clears throat>
1: So some of them were literally just like a bottle of water that said love. Mm-hmm. Then they also like did the whispering to the water and like speaking mm-hmm. holding it and 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 things like that. Also sacred geometry on the bottle and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, and so like so, so crazy simple like you would think that like and you could literally just tape like love on your bottle and it and it would so alter. Amazing. It. It's it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and so because
0: you would think like how does it know writing versus frequency like frequency and just it feels a little bit more like imputed like something that you can input in a more clear way versus just a something in writing on paper and some tape it doesn't feel as as powerful I, but I is, think it's the it's, the, it's the very special yes go, go the uh, it's the perspective no, the perspective
1: say- of the fact that. Your energy and frequency is going into these words that you're writing on this tape with right. your pen, with your energy, right. your brain, your energy, then you're putting it on and writing is so powerful bottle. I forget absolutely yeah Correct. and, and writing it creates by it hand is it makes it reality more
0: powerful yes.
1: absolutely uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh, and uh-huh, um uh-huh. and
1: so you've okay. now made it real by writing it
2: mm-hmm.
1: and mm-hmm. um and so then they tie the study into how much water we are. And imagine if I can change the molecules in the DNA, the true DNA of this water by mm-hmm. my speech, what do you think we, we're doing when we talk and, and, mm-hmm. and we say things less than what we really mean? Mm-hmm. So the frequency of the, of the water spreads through the water really easily and it vibrates and it now changes. Mm-hmm. So now Mm -hmm. when you have sound, these healing frequencies that are tuned to specific pitches that are made to tune our bodies, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: we it 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 becomes us. So Yogi Mm -hmm. Bhajan says the human brain can resist sound for three the the weakest human brain can resist sound Mm -hmm. for three seconds. Mm -hmm. The strongest human brain can resist sound for 90 seconds. Mm -hmm. So nobody's going to a 65 second sound bath. Most Mm -hmm. of these are half an hour an hour. (laughs) So after 90 seconds, there's not a single human body that can resist the frequencies of these healing vibrations. Mm -hmm. So my background in music and like, you know, R and B and just like gospel. Like I, I had this whole range. I sang in the choir Um, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, also like just, you know, I'm a big like rap and hip hop and trap fan, um, to tie into the client that didn't like my massage, I had yoga Mm -hmm. after, after that session and my, my instructor asked me, uh, how my day was. And I was like, you know, my client was kind of whack, but like, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so he's like, well, tell me about your morning. And I was like, you know, I had a great morning. Like, I did my morning routine. I came over. I was bumping this, um, this mixtape. It's called Blue Eyes Meets Bed-Stuy. It's It's uh, It's uh, Biggie songs uh, mixed in with mm-hmm. Frank Sinatra. And I was like, it's mm-hmm. incredible. And he was like, okay, tell me more about this. And I was like, you know, I'm listening to this. I get to the spa. It's about 9, 10 o'clock. And, you know, I have this client. And, like, we just didn't connect. And so... He explained to me about the mantras in kundalini yoga and mm-hmm. some of these um, these words, you know, they're foreign to us. Obviously, it's a different language. And so mm-hmm. you don't always know exactly how to pronounce things quite perfectly, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he explained to me that it doesn't matter because the energy behind it and also getting it close, it still rains a, a frequency that like our brain picks up. But then when you nail it, mm-hmm. it hits even harder and you might get chills, you know? So mm-hmm. me coming into the morning, listening to Biggie and all the violence and and things that Biggie can talk about, it's 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 changing my frequencies. So for me to then have to come and dial that back a thousand to raindrops and waterfalls and lay my hands on people, it's a lot of work on my body. And so... Mm-hmm that was like an introduction to how frequency and music can just alter our day even, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and our energies. Mm-hmm. And so um, I started studying chakras and pitch and frequency and how it addresses just different things in our bodies and how um, mm-hmm. each chakra mm-hmm. has a pitch and when you when mm-hmm. you tune into that pitch and you surrender to that pitch it aligns our bodies and our energies um and so now my thing is is you know doing these 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 healing sound therapies and sound journeys but i also want to introduce more healing instruments in mainstream media and mainstream music I was because ask. Mm-hmm. it's it's already being done, but it's being done to manipulate it? us. It's, it's being done to manipulate us. And so you well, think about... Right. I
0: was going to say that in a negative way. And also most, mind most control. Most of the time.
1: Mind I control, loop, negativity, 100%. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. there's a little bit that's done on accident that's not negative or positive. It's whatever emotion they're trying to manipulate. So I don't always think mm-hmm. manipulation is, is is a bad thing. Sometimes you need to trick mm-hmm. somebody out of something to get the better. And I do it, Mm -hmm. I I relate it to like body work all the time to get you out of your Mm -hmm. subconscious mind. I manipulate your body. Mm -hmm. But um, Mm -hmm. so we watch movies and then like, you know, it could be like a really mediocre movie. And then all of a sudden they cue that sad music. Oh, Mr. Marley's coming through. Um, (laughs) And um, they cue the sad music. And now all of a sudden, like, you kind of feel emotional and it's because they're they're prying on on that mm-hmm. frequency to make you feel like that. Same thing uh Kanye recently said um that most 808 pitches are off in the frequency and it's actually mm-hmm. not tuned properly, but what it does is creates this like this this like chaos and and this like yeah control over our bodies Stress. when we hear these frequencies. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and so we, we don't know. And so I want to take the, the control back, you know? And so I'm like uh-huh. putting together different like instrument packs for producers. Um, so they can use mm-hmm. my gong as, as, as base. They can use the gong as different, you know, sounds. They can use the, the bowls, um, and, uh, you know, chimes or whatever, and then still making like bangers, you know? um but it doesn't it doesn't have to be for the for the negative and Mm -hmm. um so yeah so it all just ties frequency and and the sound just ties into how much water we are that makes us absorb it
0: someone else someone else recently or something else i heard recently was talking about how just like that like how the 808s are a little bit off and a lot of the music is a little bit off to keep us disconnected from the love and the higher vibrational frequencies. I mean, it really, it, it is by design that the music is as captivating as it is, but also being manipulated to keep us disconnected so that we can stay sheep-like.
1: Yeah. I was, keeping,
0: um... you know, it's a, Yeah.
1: I, I saw something about um, like the fast food market world and how all these major trash food corporations and in their marketing strategies, they purposefully use the spectrum of the chakra colors to draw us
2: mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I'm just
1: like, yo, that's so crazy. But it's like, that's why that we only use like 10% of our brains because they know what's going to happen if we reach this, this next level of consciousness. And so we're, we're being thrown all these distractions. So Mm -hmm. that way we are not tuned into what's actually going on. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's what leads to then the depressions and the anxieties of like, yo, I'm, 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 I have to push this down or I don't even know what to do with these thoughts when they come. And now I'm freaking out because I think I'm a bad person or whatever else, you know, your thoughts can start I think tricking it's a lot more of that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think people are lost. I think they're disconnected. They're discombobulated. It's and brainwashed. They don't even know. And brainwashed and you don't realize. And so then, you know, whatever version when you're when you're out of balance and when you're disconnected, you don't feel well because you're right. not in harmony and your system's not functioning to the best of its ability. Or even along the spectrum of how it's meant to function. So, of course, you feel shitty. <laughs> of course, you right. feel confused. But we, you know, we have a culture that then feeds us whatever so called solutions or entertainment or distractions to keep people um, not comfortable in the, it because it's uncomfortable, but to keep people busy in that state. Yeah. And the way you start to step out of that is just by starting to step out of that and to inquire differently and also to listen to the calls that you. Can hopefully start to uncover in between the chaos that really is your truest self trying to get your attention. Are the bowls, um, sorry to jump like right into the oh, yeah, yeah. same sentence, different thought. Are the bowls <laughs> tuned to the same frequencies as tuning forks? Can you tune with bowls someone's system in the way you would with a tuning fork? Have you worked with the tuning forks?
1: Yeah. So um, the tuning forks, they're tuned to specific hertz so you uh-huh. could buy like a 432 or 528 and and there, so same thing with the bowls the bowls are tuned already to a specific frequency um so my set uh-huh. they're tuned to 432 so the whole um, set is the whole Each set bowl
0: is to the same frequency uh-huh
1: uh-huh and okay. so that's like you know a, a goal for that for that that Mm -hmm.
0: Mm that you know
1: um so what is the offering
0: of 432
1: 432 they say that's like the love frequency um Uh that's
0: what i was thinking but wanted to know for sure what is the gong tuned to uh
1: so it depends um so the gong emits mad different frequencies but then they have like Uh planetary gongs that are like tuned to like frequencies for planets and so, like,
0: what? then it gets really Say specific.
1: More.
0: Okay. So now you've opened a whole new can of worms. The gongs are tuned to the planets.
1: They have so they have planetary gongs, okay. and um, I have this. It's so it's crazy that Marley's sitting on my lap now because now I can't reach this book that would be in just arms' length, but um, uh-huh. to like speak to the specific frequencies of certain planets. Um, okay. For me unless until my gong collection is where i want it to be i don't really do mm-hmm. too much planetary gongs like we have a venus um that my my business partner and 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 i have um mm-hmm. and i don't really use it too often unless i need venus energy you mm-hmm. know what i mean and so like venus energy is not always needed for people i'm doing you know certain things for. Her. So I like the mm-hmm, freedom
2: mm-hmm.
1: of, of, um, symphonic actually is, is, is uh-huh. what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a little bit more of an instrument. You kind of have a little bit more of a, of a range and like focusing, like, like I said, on the mm-hmm. Venus, which is very feminine, um, you know, energy, which I know you, you hit to the planets.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so your, so your current gong can hit a variety of the planetary offering sounds Not, or no? This one is just universal. It just kind of is an overarching.
1: Yeah, so I use a symphonic gong um, that's a little bit more of a, a variety of, 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 of frequency. Um, mm-hmm. But my business partner, his first gong. And so before um, I came to the studio that you have, I was in mm-hmm. Arts District. And we built this, like, live workspace, like, collective membership-only, like, little hub of wellness. And so we've just been Mm, building and and grabbing tools since 2019. It's like, you know, he'll grab something, I'll grab something. Like, together we have, like, five massage tables and, like, four chairs. And so, like, if we're doing an event, like, then we, Hmm. you know, we put together. And so he got his gong first, and he got the Venus gong. Mm -hmm. And then... I would use that from time to time and then I got my gong and I just fell in love with my gong. And then I also Mm -hmm. learned about the planetary gongs and just how, you know, specific energy it is. But it's like, imagine if like Venus is in a certain, you know, position and like we want to really tap into Venus energy, then like that's when you want to use those gongs, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so, but it's, if it's your only gong, it just, it limits you, you know, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: But I plan to have so okay. many gongs. Like I'm actually shopping <laughs> for one, like right now.
0: <laughs> do you ever okay, do gongs played multiple gongs at once by one particular player?
1: Oh yeah, you can and it's you incredible. Um how many can yeah. you
0: play at one time?
1: It depends on your stands. So they have some stands that um oops. Um, they have some stands that you can stack them. And so you put, you know, a big one here and then a, another one here. And then you can
2: oh,
1: um, put I've a couple. So I I did this gong training with... with um, um, I did this gong training with... He was one of the original uh, yogis to train with Yogi Bhajan. And... Mm-hmm. Yogi Bhajan sent him to Arizona to teach. He said, "I want you to bring me 108 students um, of Kundalini, and then and then you're free from this practice to to move how you you want. But you don't, you don't. You, there's no obligations to me in this practice. So he did mm-hmm. it. He got his 108, and through that journey, he realized that the gong aspect of Kundalini yoga was his thing. That was his calling. So." Mm-hmm. Um, he's 86 87 years old right now and i had the the mm-hmm. honor to uh to do a training with him and at the like the last day of the training we set up there was probably about 10 gongs <gasps> um and we kind of rotated so there was like maybe 8 or 10 of us and we did um a short like we were learning a like a gong puja is is 10 hour or yeah it's, it's um 7 hours consecutive gong play nonstop and so yeah. we did a short run to see what it would look like to how like when somebody's playing then somebody else comes up and then before they they hit the gong one last time then you walk in and you you know then you start playing it's it never stops so we had mad gong set up and the way we had it was like one stand here, one here, one here, and then we're in the middle. So Mm -hmm. I was able to play, you know, you can really only play about two gongs at a time, but you can hit a gong and have that one still ringing, hit that one, have that one still ringing, and start just tapping around like you're playing a drum set. Mm -hmm. And Mm We had so many different, you know, and then the size of the gong, the the, the, the frequency tuning, all these things. And, and it, was, it was incredible. I'll show you the video. I have it on, on video.
0: That sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, okay. Where is the gong hitting you within your system that is so appealing to you? Like when you hit the gong, what part of your body most, is it targeting the most?
1: Yeah. So it's is literally right? your that- everything. It, it, it's, it it's, it's, it's tuning. So I have a, 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 a Reiki mentor who, who says and, and believes that our bodies are instruments and mm-hmm. like are the meridians in our life, everything. It's like we, when something's out of balance, he calls it out of tune. So like a guitar, yep. you tune up your strings. So you hear yeah. certain frequencies and it'll give you chills. It'll reset. It'll make you breathe different. Mm-hmm whatever it does for you that's twisting that guitar string for you and tuning Mm -hmm. it and so it taps into the water that we are so it's literally vibrating each cell that is our Mm -hmm. body so it's a full and that's why they call it a bath because you're literally bathing in these frequencies and you can't do anything about it
0: i'm so glad that you said that That it's so amazing um I'm glad that you said that because I think traditionally people kind of look at massages as like a special thing that you give as a gift and maybe like it happens once a year when in all reality, all body work is necessary on a regular and frequent basis because of how taxing it is to be in a body on this planet And how, especially with a world that is in the process of dramatically, seriously resetting and, uh, breaking down and building up new things all at the same time, um, my hope is that, you know, body work of all varietals and all modalities and sound healings all up and down the spectrum become more part of people's regular routine and regular ritual and, and, um kind of like more frontline offense in terms of maintaining health, building health, and and deepening connections. Um, And I think that it's really cool to hear about how the body functions always because it is a way to remind us how nourishing and how needed these practices are. And how, you know, there is so much room for the arts and the experiential aspects of being in these bodies. And they've got to be supported. And there are so many amazing and fun and interesting ways to interact with them. And it's very cool that you've got two really dope ones under your belt and your your special artistry that you bring to your process because people need they need this how do you make sure that like you maintain your practices and your reinforcements for yourself because it's Um, one thing to mm -hmm. you know constantly be giving and then have to give yourself room to process and you know clean off your boundaries every time and just clean off the the Whatever is not yours, releasing it back out because it is so interactive that it can sometimes get a little muddied.
1: Yeah, so, um, I love it. And you actually answered the question in, um, furthering the question of cleaning. And, Mm -hmm. um, I started, so I have a very, very clean practice, and after every, before and after every session. I wash my hands very thoroughly. Um, mm-hmm. I soak my hands in in Epsom salt. I roll towels up wet. I um, strengthen my hand muscles with this, like you know those grip things that you squeeze.
2: Mm-hmm. I bought
1: one. I bought one that you can change the resistance to. Uh, it's, it, 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 it's equivalent to like hundred and twenty pounds, and so. I can like strengthen my wrists and, um, uh-huh. but it's also, it's like, it's the squeeze though, like, you know, that, um, mm-hmm. helps my hands to relax and to calm and to, and so, um, cleanliness, um, also to the understanding that I'm not, I'm not here to take anything of yours. I'm here to take it away mm-hmm. and do it, and dispose of anything that's not serving mm-hmm. your highest good. So any pain, any negative vibrations, when we do this energy play, I throw it away. So mm-hmm. if you receive a session with me, if you ever watch me uh, do something, anytime I've collected something that I can feel, I send it through the channel mm-hmm. and I wash it out. I literally throw it. And I wipe it off with my hands sometimes mm-hmm. depending on how strong it is. So energetically,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: set up a barrier and a boundary with energy that if it does not serve me for my highest good and it doesn't come from love, mm-hmm. it, it I, it's rebuked. It, it doesn't even have a chance. It never comes to mm-hmm. me. So I don't take on people's energy. And I think that's a common mm-hmm. misconception that people would, um, that do energy work when we're asked about it, people are always like, oh, it's got to be draining for you, like taking people's energy. Like I don't take your energy. I transform energy, and I share and I dispose of anything that I collect that doesn't serve either of us. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I take a lot of baths, um, showers, mm-hmm. and after after practicing um, my yoga practice and Kundalini yoga, really like taps me into my spirit and like it's like a quick like. I can either like go through a really deep meditation, or I can put myself through a really intense workout, um, or I could just build discipline. Like I just um, in October I started a forty day prosperity meditation, mm-hmm. and instead of finishing at at forty days, I pushed it to hundred and twenty. Um, and so in Kundalini, they say uh, forty days creates an ha- a habit. 90 days, um, you have, um, like you've, you've created the habit, then you become the habit. Well, Mm -hmm. it's like, then you become the habit and then you like live as the habit. And so like Mm -hmm. when you master it at, at 120, 20 days, you've mastered the habit. And at a thousand days, like you, like, this is who you are, you know? And, Uh um, and so that's why Kundalini is really strict with like time timing of something or consecutive amount of days with something, Mm -hmm. even like the puja, it it became Yogi Bhajan said seven hours straight of gong will cure anything. So it doesn't matter what it is. Seven hours straight of gong will cure it. And then how else to receive seven hours straight? You could do 10 days consecutive of an hour. But it's mm-hmm. like it's harder sometimes for people to do ten consecutive days versus just sit here once and just get it all all in seven. Um, so mm-hmm. it's like these particular time frames are healing because what it does to the brain's like re- repetition, you know, mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. how it sits to the body. So um, mm-hmm. so Kundalini is a big part of my practice, um, and then like I said, just cleanliness and then energetically. Not giving poor energy the shot to even come through—it's not a—it's not an option.
0: Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that does take reinforcement. So that's not implied for everybody. I mean, you did have to yeah. establish that. Yes.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Kinda. It naturally—it was my instinct, and mm-hmm. hearing someone—I had a friend. She's an amazing healer medium. She contracted lupus from doing Reiki. And Mm -hmm. that scared me that like I do energy and body work and that I could possibly pick up somebody's shit that could get me sick to this point. That's terrifying. So then I had another Mm -hmm. mentor and he was so free with his energy and things. And so I made me ask him, what do you do to protect yourself to make sure you don't get sick from somebody else's? And he said just that strict, it's not an option to the energy. Mm -hmm. You don't have a shot. It it just it it does it reinforces your your armor yep. your that it, it cloak, hits you and it, yeah one hundred percent and so then mm-hmm. it just became mm-hmm. that's easier to do if I just cut it mm-hmm. off at the gate like it's right. like you're you're blocked you can call my phone as much as you want <laughs> I don't know right. that you're calling I don't
0: even know that you're calling I don't me, know literally. I,
1: no missed calls uh, no voicemails no texts I have no idea
0: that's so amazing that's what I teach my son to do.
1: To so have beautiful. his
0: little bubbles. It is, yeah. re- it is.
1: It really is.
0: It really is. He's got his little power bracelets that remind him. Um, It's very cool. That's amazing. That is awesome. So excited to have you at the CASBAH a couple of days a week. I think people are going to very much enjoy coming in for a whole variety of sessions. I think the coolest part, because I think that we were talking about this the other day. I think that, um, There's like this whole weird experience where you feel like you know something about massage because you heard of like Swedish and deep tissue and shiatsu. No one actually really knows what the difference is unless you're someone who gets massages on an insanely regular basis or because even different people's styles of the same style of massage can be entirely varied. Like it doesn't Often in match, I am very excited that you're offering. Really, the secret sauce of it is that your hands are going to lead the massage, and it's going to guide whoever is receiving it exactly where they need to go. And you don't have to overthink trying to pick like which one do I get? I don't know. I love the idea that it's just going to the bodies will decide together what it needs to be. And I think that that is. Really cool because then, you know, we don't have to pretend like we know what we're talking about when we tell you which kind of massage we want to receive. And then um it just you get what you you get what you need at the time. And depending when that time is, it'll be different. So you could have whatever Every preconceived time. notions in your mind. Um, of what it is that you want but to know that you're going to come in with whatever is happening and it doesn't matter because in this day and age there's plenty to choose from and you're going to receive a really deep um, intuitive massage experience body work experience sound experience is really cool because I don't know. I just I want to have all of these things all of the time. And I want everybody to have all of these things all of the time, if not on a regular like frequent basis. Um, so I'm super pumped for all of the cool, fun, collaborative, exciting, healing. Um we didn't get into it this time. Another time we will talk about our love of snacks and food and things. Yes. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm so it's so exciting to have your offerings be offered in the way that they are because people don't know and you don't have to pretend like you know and that's okay like we've created such safe containers for you to come and explore and um and feel better and feel lighter and feel um restored and and ready to get out here and learn you know variety of ways of working with your energy, working with your body, better understanding the internal messages that are trying to come through all the time. And that's all. I mean, I have many other things to say, but always have more things to say. But yes, I am very excited. How can people find you? Where do they interact with you before we go?
1: Yeah, um, on Instagram, um, I'm LA um live l-i-v-e pulse like a heartbeat p-u-l-s-e l-a and then um i've got a fun surprise of um my my production company west adams wellness club coming soon mm-hmm. um so you can check me out there too we're still under construction and haven't fully launched yet but that's definitely going to be coming up um sometime this year so i'm re- my cool. sister and i are really excited about that
0: Yes, and that includes which we also didn't get to talk about which is very exciting is the herbal smoke blends and oils and butters amongst I don't even know what else cuz we haven't even talked about it yet. Yeah. Um uh, but that's going to be great. Yep.
1: We'll and save that, you that for. Add for, for, that? for um, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um we'll we'll talk about West Adams wellness another day, but um definitely just um the fact that we um we've always done all of our stuff in house. And so as long as I've been massaging,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I been creating and whipping up, like I'll take my oils and mix them together to get a better consistency. And now I'm adding some, t- some drops. Now my, uh, my mom and my sister are herbalists. And so my sisters carried on my mm-hmm. mom's legacy with the herbs and we're like doing together what we had as a plan to use my mom's herbal remedies, um, together Mm -hmm. with my body products to just create really quality healing, uh, products. And so we've been, I've been massaging with my own stuff and creating salt baths and things for clients based off of the way I felt after their massage, or I'll take the aromas Mm -hmm. that I use for your session and then put that with some Epsom salts and create this bath, um, for you with like a unique crystal that enhances the properties of something that I felt from our session. And so just taking all those things that we were already doing at a one-on, one-to-one connection and just giving it more to the people to access mm-hmm. um, individually um, and also getting it to the healers that are, you know, doing body work and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, so West Adams Wellness is really just, um, it's it's the family love of healing that we've mm-hmm. been, Doing, and now we're just going to be showcasing it, but it's also the art side of the healing artist, and so mm-hmm. um, our film projects, um, our you know photo shoots and all these beautiful things that we that we do to showcase the healing arts as visual arts and performing art. Um, West Adams Wellness Club will be that hub.
0: very exciting. Yeah, so cool. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, sir. We also didn't get to, I mean, we talked about a tiny, tiny bit, but I just also want to give a nod and appreciation of you bringing your divine masculine energy to this conversation. We need more and more of y'all to step into the space alongside all of us, we just, we desperately need it. And we're happy to, I am very happy to um, just point that out um, because it is really exciting and supportive and awesome to see you step into your role and step into your position and bring all of these amazing things forward. So thank you for that. Um, And thank you for the conversation. And thank you everybody for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of whatever day, night, moment you are in.
1: Yeah, this is so much fun. I had, I had a blast. Thank you so much for having oh, me.
0: Good, good, good. Okay, great.
1: Peace, Ta-da! peace.